Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio Grease Edition. Um, if you've been uh, following the podcast for the last few weeks, um, you know that I've been on the Greek island of Skopelos and I've been teaching a workshop at the Skopelos Foundation for the Arts uh, along with Jerry McLaughlin. And we're just about done here. This is our last day, but um, I wanted to fit in an interview with the two women who are behind the Scopolos Foundation for the Arts. They're the reason it exists. And one is uh, Gloria Carr, and she's the director and founder of this place. So welcome, Gloria. Oh, thank you. I'm uh, so pleased to be here with you and, uh, and the students that you brought us. Oh, yes, it's been a really good week. Um, and uh, we also are with her daughter, Jill Summer, who directs the Daily Operation. She's the associate director. Um, and uh, welcome, Jill. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I wanted them to tell their story because it's such a good example of um, developing a place, a, a really important place to a lot of people. And over time and um, persisting when they had various setbacks, as anyone would, to take on something like this, um, the the foundation is a really gorgeous and inspiring place because of their efforts. And I know Jerry and I have, have really, really enjoyed being here, and I know the students loved it too. So um, I'm going to start with Gloria, and could you tell us a little bit about what you saw in the beginning, like what were your ideas about what was going to happen here when you first started out? Well, because of its um, beauty and location, uh, though it's not maybe the easiest island to access, it, it just seemed an ideal spot for an artist to come to and to uh, be surrounded by this and to work in. So then the project began, uh, how, the, how to really secure and how, how is that going to happen? <laughs> yes. And what, um, so you're not Greek. How did you end up here? Well, I had a son who was getting married in, in Moscow, and uh, the family went to the wedding, and my daughter here, Jill, and uh, was a part of that. And we decided on our way home that we would stop off in uh, Greece, and we were pointed toward these islands. And so that's how um, we ended up here. And from there, it just seemed to be the place to come back, which I did the following year. So when you first came here, the two of you, you weren't thinking, let's find a place for an arts foundation? No, we weren't. We were just uh, having some time. And I had that summer off. My daughter didn't. She had to return to the States. But I was very fortunate in that I had just completed grad school as an older person at Pratt Institute. And um, I had the summer before me to kind of figure out the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were sort of looking for a project? I, I was, yeah. I was looking, yeah, how, how could this happen? And um, I wanted to find out, well, can I fund it? And, and to what uh, point can I do that? And, and so that's why I came back the following year and met people. Uh, the first year we came, though, I did meet a number of people and, and talked to them, and they said, well, come back next year and spend the summer. So I said, okay. So then I went home and met other people, and and it just started evolving by talking to people and, and getting ideas and putting those ideas together and letting those kind of find their place and grow. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, this is a lovely place, but it's not... 
a place full of art galleries or artists. I mean, it's it's rather isolated from the the larger arts culture, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. However, Greece is um, such a, a place to find art uh, in Athens and Thessaloniki and in many areas. And it has such a rich uh, uh, history. Yeah, and I know um, from... You know, talking with you, seeing your website, that the culture here uh, was, and it, it's a, a wonderful, friendly place with, it's so beautiful, um, the scenery, everything, you know, is very welcoming, really. And I know that um, part of your idea was to expose people to this culture that weren't from the area. That's true. I think that feeling... Uh Welcoming is something that is so important to, to me personally and then extended to others as well. And, um, the welcoming here was, uh, was amazing for me. And the, and I spent the, my first summer with a family and started looking for property. And, uh, well, we started looking at houses and I, I could see that that just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, no space available, really, but there was property, and this was in the nineties, so the I, I, it was affordable. Right, but you, this place, the foundation was something that you built, right? I mean, this That's wasn't right. already here. That's right, and um, I was fortunate at Pratt to have been in school with a, um, a very good architect, him a Copen. And uh, I just emailed, uh, knowing that I, <laughs> I was invited to do this podcast, I emailed Hema, and she's now in Germany and has a business there. But um, she's from Holland originally. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> she, uh, she emailed me back, and <clears throat> in her, her email that she sent back to me, she said it was a project that had angels on its shoulders, which oh. kind of once... I feel a little um, like crying when she talks about that, but it was it was an endeavor of love. I have to say that from from that time onwards. And she came in and she loved the place and loved the people, and uh, started meeting. Um, uh, she met a, a, another architect because she had to have a Greek architect to work with as well, mm-hmm. and um, so that all kind of came together. And it was fun for me to watch them because he didn't speak a word of English and, uh, or Dutch for that matter. And they would work, you know, at their planning and this mm-hmm. and that and, and, uh, resolve problems. And oh. then it came together. And the next year, uh, we started building. And as she says in her email back to me, she says, um, she was amazed that the building got really built in, in those two summers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really nice facility, um, just to describe it briefly, because uh, some of our listeners may be interested um, in this place as a residency, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, there's a really nice print facility uh, with several presses and um, a ceramics facility and painting areas. So it's, um, you know, there's a kitchen. It just uh, really... Um, large and th- probably the best feature in my mind is <laughs> the view. When you look out the window, you see the Aegean Sea and you see the distant islands and it's just spectacular. I think every single day we've been working here with the students, um, people just constantly go and stare out <laughs> at the, at the view. It's, it's really amazing. Um, so 
the the foundation was eventually built and um and now it is used for workshops like we did or with college students right um but it's also a residency for artists who want to come and work so um why don't you tell us just a little bit about that a residency um and i i would like to uh have Jill join us in this because sure. she's an integral part of, of that, of uh, inviting artists to, uh, to come and work from two to four weeks. And um, they make an application to us, mm-hmm. and uh, we respond as quickly as we can, and uh, they decide when they want to come, and we certainly have them if we, if we can. And in some cases, we have other programs going, but they fit in if they can fit in mm-hmm. because the, the space is large enough where we could have a ceramics group in the basement. It's not really a basement, by the way. There, it's a great view, but anyway. <laughs> did I call it a basement? No, yeah, no I did. I, I just, it's a There's a lower floor. <laughs> in the lower floor, sorry. So, uh, Jill, um, tell us about the, the people who come. Where are they from? We have people coming from all over the world between Australia, Europe, America, everywhere, everywhere. We don't have as many Asians. We'd like some Asians if we can get them. But um, what we're looking for mainly is people that are going to interact with the culture. They, we don't want people that want to just come and do the same thing they did in their country. Mm-hmm. We want them to be inspired. It doesn't have to be a direct when they're applying, it doesn't have to be specific to, you know, what they see, but maybe how they feel. But when they apply, they have to tell us what project they're going to do and how it pertains to their experience in Skyblast. And if they come here and their project changes or shifts because they've never yeah. been here before, is that okay? That's fine. That's fine. We tell them that because they're really, <laughs> they get really paranoid. It's like, what if I change it? Well, you know. It's fine. And that, I mean, having been on a number of residencies, I know that's kind of typical because if you've never been to a place, then you come and you you discover something that, you know, inspires you and gets you excited. Then you're saying, A-OK, go ahead with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we don't want people, for instance, if they just want to turn out a project because, you know, they're under a deadline and, you know, they're uninterested in the culture. Because for us... We're really committed to this community and having people interact with the community. Mm-hmm. We also ask some residents to interact with children or with adults so that they can maybe learn something. You know, we just had an ex- exhibition with you. We had several people from the community and we had one that taught, was introduced to abstract Art? Yeah, yeah, we had right. a, um, when our workshop ended yesterday, we had a reception, which was very nice, and the students all put up work, and members of the community came in, and so it was nice for the students as well as people coming in, and yes, some questions about abstraction, and yes. like, yeah, what's this about? So, it was yeah. really interesting. Um, so, um, when um, people come... You say it's two to four weeks, is that right? We've had people as long as three months, but that's quite a bit. Um, But yeah, two weeks at the minimum. We don't allow anything Mm -hmm. shorter than that. Yeah, yeah. it's not enough time. No, No. No, and it's work for you, I mean, when people come and go. So, um, and I'm I'm curious if there have been any sort of uh, how, now, how long has this been? How long have you started, or when did you start this place? 
Well, I can talk about this. Um, I actually came, uh, mom had already set up the board of directors and built the place. And I was a mortgage banker in my previous life, as I call it. <laughs> and, um, was, had gone through a divorce and came for vacation, really mm. to quite honestly, just, you know, party and, you know, I don't know, have fun on a Greek island. And was absolutely blown away when I saw the studio. I could not believe what, because mom is very humble, doesn't talk about <laughs> She said, oh, I made this little, <laughs> I built this little studio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it was just like that. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> you know? So um, we started kind of to- toying with the idea. I didn't have children. I had gone through the- a divorce. What about, hey, coming, you know, to the island and working? And I talked to the Greeks and I'd say, what do you think about that? And they're like, why not? You know, uh-huh. so, and it was true. Like I had nothing that was holding me. So right, um, right. I jumped in. I came two months later with my two cats and my clothes. I sold everything I owned and was back. <laughs> So we started soon after that really organizing because I was the organizer. Mom is the artist. I'm the organizer. And our first real program, we had a um, symposium first. Right. With some some ceramic artists. And Mm -hmm. we fired the, we have a wood burning kiln that we fired Mm -hmm. um, and then had a show downtown. But the real first program official program that we had was with the school of the art institute of chicago in 2001 Mm. and we it's been going for quite a while yeah yeah. Yeah. so and um funding is always an issue i'm sure and what do you what kinds of things do you do um to raise funds well we uh, it's it's a problem because we are here and there are a few funders uh that look at a broad um uh, locations. I mean, we're kind of our feet in the two places. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's been one of our biggest issues. Mm-hmm. So we've tried to be self-supporting as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the artists that come do pay to come. Is they that do. correct? Yeah. yeah. They do. Um, and of course, when you run workshops, that's also some right. income. So that's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you've, you've kept it going, even though it's been, yeah. At times, you're not sure where the money's coming That's from, exactly. I suppose. <laughs> exactly. It's true. It's always a struggle, and somehow we piece it together. But, you know, we're, because we're an, we're an American nonprofit with part of the organization in Greece, funders, as soon as they see Greece, they're like, nope, every other European country they want to fund in, but it's very difficult to get yeah, we've we've done a lot of applying. the the economy here. Yeah, it's, they just feel like it's very risky for yeah, some reason. Yeah. So. Um, so that that's obviously you know a, a difficult uh, thing to to keep having faith that you know it's going to come together, and it's been a number of years now. So um, we need an endowment angel. Okay, Any, <laughs> anyone listening who wishes to be. The angel. <laughs> the angel of Please step forward. <laughs> because I, you know, I just am very impressed with the whole place. It's just, um, 
like I said, the location is spectacular and the facility and it's it's just an unexpected delight on this place. And it's not easy to get here either. I will say that. I mean, I was really happy with all our students. They managed to figure it out, but you there's no direct route. You have to... Uh, you can fly part of the way, you get ferries, you get I mean, <laughs> trains, trains, trains planes, yeah. <laughs> and finally you arrive here, yeah. and it's it's absolutely wonderful. That's the beauty of it, though. I found um, yeah. that when I make the journey, it is a journey, but there's something about um, being on that ferry or um, hydrofoil and just seeing those islands pass by and kind of, I don't know. It puts me in a different uh, space. Right. It's it's yeah. You have lots of time on your way here to adjust <laughs> to the new reality of Scopolos. Yeah, and you just leave all your worries and the hurly burly life behind yes, and yeah. come here. And yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, we came over on the ferry and it was it was sort of magic, you know, just to yeah. for a while you're just looking out at the water and then oh that must be Scopolos coming up, you know, and it was. Mm. Lovely, and pulling into the harbor, seeing the town is very um, beautiful, very steep. I mean, I, it's hardly a level, level place in the whole town except by the waterfront. And so you you pull into the harbor and there's the, the village climbing up the, the mountainside, you know, <laughs> and you get in shape pretty fast, I have to say. <laughs> yes, but you wouldn't have this lovely view if yes. you weren't on the mountains. So. That's for sure. Yeah, it's the first the first morning when I walked up here, um, and I thought, oh, really? Every day, <laughs> I, my my um my little pedometer says it's eighteen flights of stairs, <laughs> one way from where we're staying. <laughs> so you do that. I do it twice a day. So you know, but it's it's really good. It's very healthy here. I would say. Yes, yes, it is. It is. So um. I want to also ask you, Jill, about this um, amazing thing that you do with uh, the children here on the island, um, having to do with films and uh, making films, short films. So tell us about that. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, part of our board of directors. Part of the things that our board of directors pushes is uh, our, you know, community engagement. This is a big thing that we're focusing on. So we tried for several years to break into the community, and I didn't really know how to do it really until I had my child. Um, then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, she's a Scopolini baby, mm-hmm. so and she's here, we'll accept her. So, um, But anyway, we tried, we engaged some of the children in art and but it wasn't until one of our board of directors sent, suggested to a South Korean to come and create a, um, a film for, short film for a travel channel, uh, for South Korea. He came and did the three islands. He filmed the three islands and then went into the schools, went into the mayors, and he saw that the island needed a lot of help and suggested creating this film festival for youth. So I jumped in with both feet, not having any film background. <laughs> and in 2009, I had three filmmakers coming from Hungary, Greece, and Korea. No children were enrolled. And um, I, it was the day they were coming. And I had to go to a, like, out, sit outside of a supermarket and grab kids and say, <laughs> hey, you want to do this thing? <laughs> So it was pretty crazy. We found 20 kids. We made three films. It was, it was great, but the, the town kind of 
said, well, it's unorganized and, you know, we got a lot of criticism and I gave up Mm. and said, I'm not going to do this thing. And then my South Korean friend said, you know, you've got the basics. Let's try it again. But it was two years later. Mm -hmm. So in 2012, I got it up and running again and decided we had initially gotten a little money from the mayor. I decided to get some money crowdfund. And that's when things really started taking off because we had the power. We had, we had the money. We could do what we wanted. We, because we really wanted it to be a very grassroots Mm -hmm. organization. So this happens every summer. Every Uh, summer. Last year we had 140 kids, 19 filmmakers from all over the world. We made 17 films. We had incredible uh, films traveling all over the world in festivals. Um, this year we'll have probably about 120 kids and 17 filmmakers. Yeah. And this, this all takes place in one week. And one these, week. these kids are as young as seven, right? Seven to 18. To 18. Yeah. Um, in one week, they, yeah. they study, there's always a theme. So they study the theme for a couple of days, right? And they learn yes. about the theme, whatever it is. And then the kids actually, uh, write the films. Yes. That's one of the, we, we, this year our filmmakers are, are going to go through boot camp and they are going to really understand that they cannot control the films. They can help put it together, but the kids have to come up with the idea. The theme is color this year. They're going to get exposed to the psychology of color. Um, mom, Gloria is going to talk a lot about arts, uh, the arts, which they're not exposed to different artists. You, you know, you and I may know Van Gogh, they don't. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get a lot of exposure around color and then they create their scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we can put a link on the messy studio Facebook page where, um, people can watch some of these films, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, they're online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we saw a few of them one night. The students, we all had pizza and watched some of these. And, yeah. oh, they're really, they're really interesting. Some of them quite deep, sometimes mm-hmm. moving or even disturbing, and some are just mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, we saw claymation monsters made yeah. by seven-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> and some other, you know, very touching and interesting images. So um, that is just a, it's a huge project. And that's only... I mean, it's you started in 2012. I mean, this hasn't been going all that long, and to well, have grown that much is we're really on our wonderful. Ninth year, ninth year, and yeah, next year will be our tenth year. Um, it's always a struggle once again, but we seem to make the crowdfunding, and the kids demand it. So they ask me, you know, by it, it, we screen in August, September, they're asking me what the theme is for the next they, year. They love it. So. Oh, it's very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Um, I think we're just about at the end of our time, but anything else either one of you wants to say to kind of wrap it up or a few parting thoughts for people? We just hope that we want to share our love of the island. Um, Scopolis is a beautiful place. There are beautiful people, and so many people have had transformational experiences here, and we hope to share it with a lot of you. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. And we'd like to hear from you, too. So... um yeah, I mean, people are just amazing. I've enjoyed people from your group and have met some people that are absolutely inspirational. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, keeps us up and yeah. running yeah. every yeah. day. The, the yeah. chance to, to meet artists from around the world, yeah. there is nothing yeah. like it, whether it's through workshops or absolutely. residencies or it's just, um, it's always so deep. So, yeah. well, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 
Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.